Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about Luke Smith's tweet about how we are not prepared for what's coming in the future, specifically in September. A lot of people are speculating about this. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now at saynotorage.com. If you're wanting the podcast episodes of these, they're full episodes. You can listen to the audio versions anywhere. Just look up SNTR Presents on YouTube. YouTube, if you hit the like button, share button, the bell button, all those things are helping me out. Thank you, everybody who's been supporting the YouTube. So I want to walk through this because at first I was like, I don't really want to. And then I read Paul Tassi's article and I was like, okay, they're making connections with World of Warcraft. They're they're speculating about Destiny 3. So I decided, you know what? I, I want to talk about this. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk through what did he say exactly why I think that's significant because Luke Smith does not tweet like this that often. He, he stays pretty quiet. Unless he's doing like a director's cut or something. And then I want to talk about what is coming. I want to read sort of Paul Tassie's bullet point theory. But then I also want to address the concerns about Destiny 3. Because Tassie went on and many others have gone on to say they think this has implications about Destiny 3. So what exactly did he say? So he replies to a tweet from, if you're familiar with this guy, King Gathalion, who used to be one of the biggest Destiny streamers. Uh, as of late, there are other people, I think, probably glad that pull a little bit more heavy viewership, especially with the world's first races and stuff. But Goth was king for a really long time and doesn't really play Destiny that much anymore. He's pretty open about this. He generally plays it the most in the fall. Uh, the seasonal content just doesn't work, and he started branching out anyway in the vanilla year of Destiny 2. So Goth expresses sort of a... You know, it's always a summer fall return, and that's kind of what I'm looking forward to. And then he says, I'm ready for what's next in PvP, a PvE. And Luke Smith says, You are not prepared. You are not prepared, okay? And then Luke Smith replies to another tweet and says, Illidan and Destiny crossover don't tell. So he makes it clear that he's quoting World of Warcraft. So if there's any dispute or any, like, what, why is he saying you are not prepared? He's making a direct reference to a wow expansion time thing and Paul Tassie pulls all this together for us and I'll read that in just a moment okay I threw my hat into the ring and even tweeted and said seeing Luke Smith hint that we're not prepared for what's coming in Destiny has me excited and I posted like an image of the pyramid ships and that tweet just freaking exploded because I do think people are sort of kind of holding their breath I think a lot of people can sort of feel and sense that this year in particular isn't delivering and a lot of us are doing like the okay what about next year what about next year also in general with the way that this break with Activision has gone I don't really count this as the first year without Activision I think a lot of this is still in a ripple effect from when they broke with Activision a lot of this stuff was probably already in the pipeline and already being built so I'm curious what will happen in year 4 there is no doubt that when year 4 starts there will be no we can't ever say oh this is because of year 1 this is because of double primary this is because of Activision that'll be like the true springboard into the new Bungie only era okay so Paul Tassie writes his article about like what's coming, right? I think Luke Smith's making it very clear this is about the thematic story beats as well as I think significant things are going to happen in the game, particularly for PvE. So Paul Tassie writes his article and he references a time in World of Warcraft uh, which was like the era of the Burning Legion or something. I forget the name of it now. But anyway, these are the bullet points that Paul Tassie pulled out of that quote that came from that time in World of Warcraft. He says... 
there is the Burning Crusade. Thank you. It's the Burning Crusade uh, era expansion of World of Warcraft. So Paul says, we have the return of antagonist forces that have attacked before. Pyramid ships is what everybody's thinking here. A vast army of demons invading the world. Again, a fleet of pyramid ships would indicate that, that invasion is on the horizon. Old areas being ravaged on the map due to the invasion. Now that is sort of right on the money with what a lot of us have been saying about Titan and the planets and takenifying them and taking us into like the upside down or an alternate universe or or doing something to the planet. So this is also in line with Luke Smith saying they want to reinvigorate core activities. This could change strikes. This could change entire public spaces, public events, lost sectors, adventures, all these things could take on a completely new shape and form and feel if they pull this off and the you are not prepared response to somebody being like you know I'm, I'm just I'm kind of ready for the next thing in PVE Luke Smith's like no you're not you have no idea what we're about to do you have no idea what's coming again Luke Smith does not come down from the mountain to say much to us very often. I don't think this was some off-the-cuff, I'm just going to meme, I'm just going to kind of joke around with my old buddy Gathalian. I don't think that's what this was. I think that this was him sort of saying big things are coming. A lot of us have sort of sensed that this year felt like a get-by year, uh, like just sort of survive. It feels like they're kind of running on a skeleton crew. There's been problems, there's been error codes, things haven't, you know, haven't really landed all that well. And a lot of us have theorized that maybe they're putting eyes on the next year to really land a better springboard. So when I look at the tweet and I look at this thing from, you know, Tassie, I think this is really on target with what we've been saying. Also, the end cutscene of Shadowkeep, when we talked to like the pyramid ship people, they basically said, we're your salvation. It has that arrogant religious overtone of like, they're going to come and quote unquote, save us. And this again, feels right in line with the, you are not prepared line that Luke Smith quoted. Now, a lot of folks are using this to speculate about destiny three. Paul Tassie himself speculated he thinks the pyramid ships and what they're going to shove into September was originally planned for Destiny 3. And that has been scrapped entirely and that we will not get a Destiny 3. I do not agree with that prediction whatsoever. If there are story elements that they decided to pull out of D3 into D2, I could see that, especially after breaking with Activision. The timeline of deliverables likely got disrupted. But I do not think that that also then means that there literally will not be, that there will not be a Destiny 3. I don't don't think that that's the right sort of logical conclusion to come to. So I want to talk about that. They have done way too much after breaking with Activision, in my mind, to plant their flag long-term in Destiny 2. Unless they have figured out some sort of technological magic trick to where they can get this engine and the dev tools to survive the next four or five years, I don't see that being the reality. I don't think you would go through everything they went through to break from Activision merely to plant your flag in D2 for the foreseeable future and try and squeeze as much as you can out of this engine and out of these dev tools. To me, it's more likely that they're doing what they're doing right now in Destiny 2 as, a, as again, a way to really give them time to build the next game. 
if they can do this right and sort of reinvigorate, if they can kind of get a Taken King moment, that can buy them two more years, maybe three, in Destiny 2. And if you can get two more years, maybe three, in Destiny 2, that's a really, really long development cycle for what's coming next. I happen to believe my theory, based on nothing but pure speculation and a couple of tweets from Phil Spencer... I believe that in the background, Bungie is working with Microsoft. I also believe if that is happening, there could be a reality where they get some developers from Microsoft to become their development partner the way that Vicarious Visions was their development partner. Think about what Vicarious Visions did for Destiny 2. VV ported Destiny 2 to PC and then became a development partner for Destiny 2 and it really led to great bandwidth and great deliverables like Warmind, like Opulence, like Menagerie. These are all good things that came from that development partnership. I could see Bungie saying, why don't we do the same thing for Destiny 3? Let's find a development partner, get them to build the next game's core elements, engine, world, dev tools in the engine for the next Halo, the slipstream engine and if they do that they now have a springboard into the next game that they didn't have to work on somebody else has been working on it and now they have a development partner for destiny 3 in a similar way that they had development partner with vicarious visions i just see a pattern there i see a lot of possibility there and phil spencer said he was looking forward to working with one of his favorite developers on one of his favorite franchises i still think that phrasing was intentional i still think that that is that's an intentional structure of a tweet for them breaking to say this is exactly what we want we want to have somebody that we can work with we want to have a new engine we want to have a new game and this is how we can get there i just think that destiny 2 is too limiting it's too old it's too full and too many big big foundational changes are needed every time they want to do something significant i simply don't see them staying in d2 beyond two maybe three but i don't see them staying in here beyond two years if we get to, to 2001 and then we get to 2002, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, 2001. If we get to 2021 and then 2022, I could see that being sort of like the downshift coast year where the live team takes over and we don't get much and we coast in the 2023 launch of the next game. That would make the most sense to me. That would give plenty of time to make it only next gen because the next gen consoles would be in more saturation by the time that happens. They've done too many things and too and have too many restrictions with this game. Unless again, they pull off some magic trick to be able to do more with this game on the next gen consoles. I really don't know. So we're going to transition to Q and A in a little bit. We're actually going to watch the Microsoft presser, but we are going to do Q and A for this video. Uh, so the questions that got submitted, they will get answered. But we're going to co-stream the Microsoft event if you're here live. If you're not here live, you can always catch me live at SayNoToRage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A that followed my talk about the tweet from Luke Smith about how we are not prepared for what's coming this year. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at SayNoToRage.com. I'm probably live right now, so SayNoToRage.com will bring you right to my Twitch channel. If you want to listen to these as episodes like podcast episodes, you can find them on any podcast platform at SNTR Presents. And when you're on YouTube, hit like, share, subscribe, and hit the bell button. All that helps me out. And I love that people are still right now going crazy about the fact that I admitted I wore Jenko jeans in high school. Listen, I was born in the 80s. I went to high school in the 90s. I listened to Foo Fighters, Nirvana, Smashing Pumpkins, and I wore Jenko jeans, and I skateboarded, and I had long hair. I was that guy. So that you, you now have a glimpse into what, <laughs> what, my, what my high school years were like.
My name Corey. When D2 released on the new consoles, do you think it should be free upgrade for everyone like Xbox Smart Delivery? If it isn't free, do you think it'll split the D2 player base much? This will be interesting in how they do this because this is honestly up to Microsoft. This is not up to Bungie. This is not up to Bungie. If Microsoft sees like, oh, hey, you own that game. You can play it over here. Cool. You're good to go. Now, if they do that as a backwards compatible thing, that's not quite the same. They did that on the Xbox One. I just had games I could install in the backwards compatibility library that I owned on 360. I don't know how they're going to do that with Destiny because they're going to look at your Microsoft account and be like, okay, you own Destiny and Forsaken and Shadowkeep. And is that because that's associated with your Microsoft account? The question will be, I think, the better question is there a new version of Destiny that you need to pay for? Because it'll be like the enhanced version or whatever. I don't honestly know how they're going to handle it because right now Destiny 2 is free vanilla and then you have to own the DLCs right you have to own Forsaken and Shadowkeep and then obviously right now if you want to be playing the seasonal content you would need to own the season so I'm not sure how they're going to do that as far as I know you own that on your Microsoft account and this is just another Microsoft platform you didn't have to like rebuy anything if you went from an Xbox One to an Xbox One X why? it's basically the same platform um so apparently Dylan tweeted something cheers to Xbox for the show today lots of awesome stuff coming been seeing some folks ask about Bungie being on the roster we're excited to for our community to play Destiny 2 on the next gen platforms more details to come so serendipitously thank you Zach uh Dylan tweeting this uh an update I'll say thanks Dylan I'll just do a little retweet there. I I think people were thinking like, oh my gosh, what does this mean? What does this mean? I think this is basically just Dylan saying, look, it's going to be on next gen. We have more details. And right in line with the question that we're asking right now, I I think you're going to get more FOV and frame rate on the new, on the new Xbox in destiny. I think they already went through and standardized the, the settings section and they said for future updates so they're going to be updates that you probably will be able to download and update your version of destiny on the xbox one x i'm sorry series x that will then give you increased fps and fov i think they're going to give you an fov slider they'll cap it and i think they're going to give you a flat 60 that's what i think they're going to do they're going to be going to give you a flat 60 fps is what i believe um so they didn't update crap for the xbox one x I'm sorry, Xbox Series X. They already went in and updated the game on console right now. They already did it. So, um, Aaron Greenberg tweeted that 60 FPS will be standard for the Xbox Series X. Yeah, I think they're going to give you a flat 60 and give you an FOV slider, and they'll probably cap it. It can do 120. I... Destiny is really, really tough to get a consistent 120, okay? My gaming rig is really strong, and I struggle to get a flat 120 in some areas that were rain or explosions or graphical like elements going on. I think knowing Bungie, they'll go for the flat 60. That's what I think they'll do. They will be able to give you a rock-solid 60. It'll be unwavering, and I think that's what they're going to go for. So... And again, I mean, I could be wrong, but yeah, you go to Titan or you're doing a public event or people are popping their supers and stuff like it's, it's rough. So I think they'll do a flat 60. It'll hit 120 at 1080. 
I just know that the way Destiny works, though, Wheezy, it just struggles in some of those areas. I, I just, I really do think they'll cap it at 60. So, just for consistency, that's what I think that they will, they will, uh, they will do. Uh, time to pull out. Um, do you think that Warmind bits will be used for something later this season, similar to Fractaline? I do. I wouldn't be surprised if something starts next week on Tuesday as Guardian Games ends. By the way, congratulations, Titan uh, Titans. The uh, the contest is over. They won the first double plaque. It's over. No one can win now. Titans have won the event. Um, so they will, uh, I think, do something on Tuesday when the event is uh, is over. Um, okay, I got it. I got it. Thank you, Demins. I'll take care of it. All right, I accepted his friend request. Appreciate it, Demins. Um, CPU bound is strong with Destiny. I we'll we'll just see. We'll just see. I just know, and as Gandalf is saying, it's safer to cap at sixty. I just know the way Bungie thinks about this sort of thing. I think that they would like to see a nice, solid sixty as opposed to like. Oh, why am I getting... Because ser- seriously, think about it like this. If they go to 120, and you're on Titan, and it's fluctuating down into the 90s or something, that feels really bad. It's like, what's going on? But a rock-solid 60, you won't notice. You're like, oh, this is this is nice. You know? The Heir of Hope. Do you think something like the Prison of Elders would be put into Destiny in the future season, or even in the next season pass? I don't know if they have any plans to bring back Prison of Elders. I would be more inclined to think that they would be wanting to update things like Blind Dwell, The Forges, Menagerie, Escalation Protocol. They're existing. They're there. There's mechanics. There's good guns that could get, you know, kind of refreshed. I wouldn't think that they would suddenly try and shove Prison of Elders in here. I would not be opposed to it, but I don't think so. Smile Boy. Boy. How do you feel about the supposed leak on the fall DLC? These leaks, I think, have all been completely bogus. I know YouTubers love to crank out videos. I mean, I love these guys, but it's like every other day you're putting up a video that's like, fall DLC details, and it's like, okay, so it's like when people are like, the end of the world is tomorrow, and then, like, tomorrow passes, and they're like, oh, I'm sorry, we had our calculations wrong. The end of the world is next week, and then it passes, and I feel like the leakers do this. They're just like... And a, and, a, and a stopped clock is right twice a day. They're eventually going to get some things right. And be like, yeah, see? And it's like, you're literally... <laughs> you're literally leaking every possible theory that could come out. You know what I'm saying? Now, if I somehow shot, like, shot the moon here and got it right, that we're going to repower the Dreadnought and use it against the Triangle ships at some point in the story, well, that would be a cool prediction that I got right. But even then, I'm just shooting in the dark. Getting lucky doesn't mean I was right i'm just like oh yeah we the only thing strong enough to contend with the pyramid ships would be the dreadnought and we might decide to power it up you know i don't know but that wouldn't me be like getting a leak right or something that's just a total shot in the dark do we think that we are not prepared for the darkness or are we not prepared for a new event mechanic they're going to come out with or something else entirely it's a bit of both I would say it's probably like 70-30 I think Luke was more saying like you're not prepared for what's coming it's going to be significant it's going to be awesome I also think it's like 30% like no it's going to be dope I do not think I, I absolutely do not think Luke Smith comes down from the mountain because I say that he's Moses. I, he's our Moses. He's. I think he's going to take us to the promised land. People give me crap about that. I got news for you. 
Luke Smith and I have interacted almost not at all. He doesn't follow me on Twitter. I talked with him for maybe five minutes at the D2 World premiere, and that's it. Like, oh, you're some Luke Smith fanboy. He and I barely interact. We've, we have historically interacted almost not at all, and I still believe he's our Moses, and I think he's going to take us to the promised land. So when he comes down from the mountain to tweet something like this at the person that he tweeted it at, I just, I, I have a really hard time believing he was just memeing or joshing around. I really genuinely think he is, he knows that they've got this locked in, that like, we're going to turn a corner in year four. I just, I have, I have faith in, in everything he's been able to do up to now have been, has been significant improvements for the game. And I think this year was, it was a skeleton crew year to make year four significantly better. So um, he was the, he was he he had his hands in Vault of Glass. He had his hands in Taken King. Pretty much any time we say something's really amazing and we celebrate it, he had his hand in it. You know, he had his hand in it. And people want to blame D two Vanilla on him, but you're not tracking with the history because Taken King was so good. He gets put in charge of D two. Do you want to know why he got put in charge of D two? Because whoever was in charge was doing a terrible job. And so. I, at every corner, I see this guy like doing good things for the franchise and and what we want. So, BM Havoc. If Bungie gave you freedom to change anything about Destiny right now, what would you do? If I could do whatever I want, I would say new engine and dedicated servers. I'd like wave a wand. <laughs> if I could do some magic trick to do whatever I wanted, that's what I would do. At the very least, I would do that for the next game. Brock Kelly. How do you predict the next-gen console release schedule has affected development of D2, if at all? I don't really know, other than the fact that they've had to figure out how to squeeze more you know, performance out of it. Because the PC port is not the same version that you play on console. It was made and ported by Vicarious Visions. So, um... I'd never call him Moses... Moses wasn't a perfect leader either, but he got people out of a crummy situation and they grumbled the whole time. It's such a good analogy. <laughs> it's such a good analogy. It works. It just works. It's like things are better. Things are improving. Grumble, 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 grumble. Come on. What do you want? <laughs> I, you know, it's, it's such a good analogy. If you grew up in Sunday school, like I did <laughs> anyway, uh, Dun Monk. Any thoughts of new weapon types for D3 comes around? We got SMGs in D2, so in theory we can get a new one. If they add, from this point on, stop adding anything that's traditional shooter. Just stop. It needs to be future. We need futuristic stuff. That I More space fantasy weapons is always what I ask for. I am Dereal Boot. In regards to AAA titles releasing, what do what do model or plan do you think Bungie has to follow to make sure they bring the player base back for D2? There's a lot of big titles coming out. That has always obviously hurt player base numbers when a big title comes out. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, when it launched that week and the week following, like the two weeks it followed, you saw a dip in the player base numbers, and then they kind of came back. Um, so, I... I don't necessarily think any company does this. They don't like get around and say, oh no, man, what are we going to do, man? We got all these big titles coming out. I just don't think so. I don't think that they, they consider that. And I don't think they have to like change their model or plan according to that. I think this is just such a, this is like 
one rung below. Like, there's the people up here that are like, oh, this game's gonna kill this game, right? Right? That's like, that's really high on the ladder of like how dumb you can be, right? That's the highest point you can go, you know? That's like just, just 10 levels of dumb. It's gonna kill, it's gonna kill Destiny, yeah? When, when, when is, when does that happen? Division 1? No. Division 2? No. Borderlands 3? No. Anthem? No. You got anything else left in your box of destiny killers? Are you, are you, are you done with this stupid line of thinking? Right? You go one rung below that and it's like, I don't know, man. All these AAA titles coming out. What's Bungie going to do? Companies don't think this way. They simply don't. Now, when they delayed Shadowkeep, that was... I think slightly related to Borderlands, but that's more about like launch sales and relevancy and like top of mind marketing. I don't, that's not like this idea that like, oh no, Borderlands 3 is going to kill Destiny. That's slightly different than them having like board meetings about what should we do? There's so many AAA titles coming out. Companies just don't think like this. They simply don't. This is, this is again, this is in the similar line of thinking of like games killing other games. It just isn't really like a thing. Benjamin, do you think this September's expansion could rival the Taken King? I personally think that the September will reintroduce difficulty into PvE and reinvigorate the game in general. I believe that we are on the precipice of our true Taken King moment. I I believe it. And I don't mean like, just like a great story. I think that, that we're about to turn the true corner. I think that Forsaken was like paddles on the on on the in the er like clear kaboom like we needed forsaken forsaken brought us back from the brink double primary goodbye random rolls hello like it brought us back from the brink and i believe shadow keep has just been sort of like rehabilitation like it's just kind of getting us by i believe the true turning point is is this september forsaken should be our new standard to be fair I, I think that people think more fondly of, of Taken King though I think the story was I, man the story was so good in Forsaken though I just I, I worry that what happened with Forsaken was they it was it was a limping horse that started out really really strong it like shot out of the gate strong and then it was just a limping horse there were so many problems with leveling RNG was frustrating no directional loot pursuit nothing for a targeted farm Forsaken is like ugh and then Black Armory comes in gives us targeted farming but then they get that, that one struggled as well because you couldn't play the first forge if you weren't leveled enough then they had to bring in surge bounties and wreck and, and, the, and drifter because leveling is so frustrating but then drifter is awful and then opulence like comes in like a steed and kind of saves us from like oh my gosh we finally have something good to do I don't know every week things changed yeah the dreaming city curse cycle was pretty good I here okay let me be fair here I struggle to have the best memory and recollection of forsaken and how it felt in those early weeks like the early month because of my appendix so that that was kind of an issue a ton of people have been coming in and asking and there's a lot of viewers here right now so I'm going to tell you AT&T got installed yesterday and the technicians were phenomenal and the signal is super strong I get a better upload than I get here I've streamed on this 7 upload for 5 years with zero problems because it's stable I know you hear 7 upload and you're like oh my gosh that's so slow I don't need high speed I need stability I can get a better upload on spectrum but I don't give a crap I can get like a 35 at the new place and it's not stable 
I'm getting a solid like 12 upload. I'm only paying for 10 because the signal's so strong. So I am relieved to know that I did a, I did a stream test, two and a half hours, no drop frames, thrilled with the results. Now I'm talking to a drywaller to soundproof the, the, the wall and the ceiling. And then I got some sound dampener guys that do like audio, like studio room stuff. And they're going to come in and put like the foam up. It's going to be, it's going to be really, really good. So I don't need high speed. I just need stability. Yeah. It's just a 12 meg upload. That's all I need. I only do a 7k bit rate and I do a 7k bit rate on AT&T right now. And it's, it's a seven meg upload. I use every square inch of the second me- seven meg upload and it doesn't budge. It's it's not fiber optic to the house. It's fiber to the node, and it's just super stable. The technology is is good. It's good for what I need it to be. I don't I don't have fiber in the house like hundred up, hundred down. Oh my gosh! Like I don't have that. Um, but I have what I need. I have what I need. I'm thrilled. It'll let me do my job, and that's all that matters. I will give you. I will try and give you guys um, the best the best tour of the of the studio spaces I can. So. I know a lot of people were curious about that, so I wanted to give people like the answer. Even people in Q&A were hearing me talk about it. So I was so relieved. I thanked the guy like eight times. I was like, you have no idea. This is a weight off my shoulders. I was like, there's so many nightmare scenarios. I was like, with what I do, upload is not like an industry standard. Like most people don't ask for upload. Like they don't give a crap. They're like, I just want to watch Netflix. And so he was like, he, he was very kind. He gave me his number in case I ever need help with anything. He was like an older guy. You could tell he was he'd been in the industry for a while. And I was very grateful. Um, so AT&T technicians have always been stellar. It's the sales reps on the phone that just do all the, the crummy stuff because they're pressured to sell. And I had such a bad experience because I literally could not order just internet. They wanted me to take the TV so bad. It was so painful <laughs> to try to order it. Um, so I don't have fiber and I still get 330 up. You are, I think, confused. You probably get 330 down. I don't think you can get beyond like 30 to 40 upload without fiber. I don't think you can do it. I don't think most standard cable speeds or DSL or even or even U versus fiber to the node. I don't think you can get that much upload speed. 330 upload doesn't seem possible without fiber. I think you're thinking of your download speed. Um, so. I would love fiber. Oh my gosh, I would love fiber. Shattered Throne Dungeon is almost as good as a raid. I think Forsaken revolutionized our idea of a September DLC. Like, the Tangled Shore was great, but finding out there was another endgame area, Forsaken was the platinum standard. You're making a very good point, Sweezy. I think Taken King is more nostalgic for me, so I'm going to own my bias and say that maybe Taken King is not as good as Forsaken. I just loved Oryx. Oryx was a visible and really, really good antagonist. And Aldrin was good, but I don't know. Taken King was just like Destiny poetry. It was so beautifully done and told. But I think quality points, you're making good points that like Forsaken might have had better quality points, better pacing. Um, So I think you're making good points. In any case, I don't think Shadowkeep in year three is the true Bungie-led Destiny. I think year four is the turning point. That's what I believe. So, Hammy Dade. Personally, I would love Destiny to become a hardcore MMO like WoW. If that is Bungie's plan, do you think they could, I could ultimately hurt the game and the large casual player base? This game will never be hardcore WoW. The franchise, the head of the franchise is a, is a WoW scarab lord, and I don't think he will ever try and make it a hardcore MMO. He refers to it as an action MMO. So, there's MMO influence. 
but it's more of an action, more of a casual game. And I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. I don't think that they will try and force that either. I think that they would, as you say, they would run the risk of losing most of their player base. Whether we want to admit it or not, we've ended a war with the mo- uh, We They won't do that because whether we want to admit it or not, most of the player base is casual. It's just the case of it. Or, or like sort of hardcore they're not there nobody in this community even a lot of people that hang out here on twitch and reddit i don't think a lot of that uh community would would even really want a hardcore mmo seriously even if you poll and you and you do a poll of the top 10 percent in destiny the most committed players the most hardcore players i think even in that spectrum of destiny players a lot of them would say no, I don't want a hardcore WoW MMO. I don't. I don't want that. There are people that would, but you understand what I'm saying? Like ninety percent of the community would just stiff arm a hardcore MMO. They're like, I wouldn't want to do that. That's too much, right? So that's ninety percent of the community. They would be like, no, thank you. You take the top ten percent. In the top ten percent, a lot of people in the top ten percent would be like, no, thank you. That's too hardcore for me. You're talking about a minority within the minority that would want this game to be a hardcore MMO. It's a super, super small slice of the community. I love you, but there's not enough of you for Bungie to do that. There's just no way. It's not in the cards. First of all, they need dedicated servers, a bigger game, different engine, completely different loot structure, completely different skill tree structure. The whole game would have to go through an evolution. It would have to go through a huge evolution for you to get there. And I don't think there's enough players in the player base to warrant that that difficult you know, painful evolution that they have to go through. Sweat pickle. Do you think D2 gets a new overhaul in year four or the second collapse? I have no idea. I, I think it'll be more of a, an overhaul of existing stuff. Saint, if it's true that the pyramids ravage or change the planets we explore, what are some things that you could look, you, you think could make a planet like Titan more playable or explorable? You could get rid of the water and add like a whole lower area. So it's almost, it would feel maybe kind of like a, a very futuristic metallic Ewok village so there'd be like a lot of verticality and a lot of high areas and then a lot of really crazy low swampy dark you know areas and there could be all these weird creatures and stuff that could be something you could do to Titan to make it more explorable and fun Uh, you could also utilize more of the areas that we only go into for like adventures and strikes there's a lot of space back there that just isn't utilized uh Smash Boy, do you think that there's a chance that we are going to the Dreadnought already this summer because Doritos arriving to Saturn at the end of the current season? Man, I don't know. That'd be wild if we got the Dreadnought that early. That would be kind of wild. I want the Dreadnought to come back. I still think it is returning at some point. But that seems out of step. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe that'll be kind of the the opulence like, hey, summer go out with a bang push that we need. Um, I just don't know. If, the, if we would go back to the Dreadnought the, Summer could be setting up the return of the Dreadnought in September which is what I've been predicting that we go back to the Dreadnought in September that would be one of the new locations for the expansion well not new but you know what I mean so by the way 
viewership's been a lot higher lately i know a lot of folks are stuck at home uh if you're new and enjoying yourself this is a family friendly stream you can keep me on in the background it's a stream you can interact with or just lurk and listen to it's like a radio show you can kind of keep on in the background or have a good back and forth with me like we're having with the q a and the discussions that we were having a little bit ago if you like the vibe and you're loving the channel click that heart button that's an easy easy way to support what i do uh that is the follow button that will ensure that you catch the streams monday through friday i'm basically here all day during the day eastern time so if you're enjoying this time slot and what we do here don't forget to click follow that's a free and easy way to support me we just got a prime sub from uh Mercial lago uh thank you so much enjoy the no badge emotes and ad free viewing uh, if you have twitch prime subs using them here is a great way to get back some of the ad free viewing you don't see ads here as a sub eight months from wesley um it, whoop, 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 whoop. Eight months from Wesley, thank you. And then uh, we had a gift to up to RT Mayday, thank you. <laughs> uh, what did I do? Okay, yeah, next question. Endgame Intel. Luke Smith saying we're not prepared. What do you want to see? I think, uh, yeah, I'm skipping. I don't like answering questions about that. Like, what do I want to see? I, I, I tend to skip those kind of questions. The Air of Hope. What do you think we are not prepared for and what do you think will be added, changed, or removed? Again, these are questions I'm going to glide over. That's not really what this is for. Speculation's fun, but it is pyramid ship related beyond that. I, we're going to be in the upside down. I think they're going to I think they're going to take us to the upside down or something. Like all the planets, enemies, strikes, everything will feel taken aside different or something because I think that's what the pyramid ships have the ability to do something like that. 7 months from score Sazio. Shadow Hunter, would it be possible for Bungie to stick with D2 and still significantly update or change the engine? I, I said that in the video. I said this is the only way they're going to plant their flag in Destiny 2 for more than two or three more years. If, if we get beyond 2021 into 2022 and they're still investing in Destiny 2, the only way they're doing that is if they found some sort of technological magic trick that they were able to update this engine in the dev tools. It just is so... It just seems unlikely to me that they would really plant their flag in D2 for longer than 2021, 2022. It just seems crazy to me. Uh, and console will not be at 30 FPS any longer. I, I firmly believe Destiny 2 will be locked in stable 60 FPS with, a, with an FOV slider in the new generation of consoles, PS5 and the Series X. Uh... MG Avenger if they are doing what TBC was with WoW after would be Wrath that would be a big end and a big arc comparing it to that do you think another two years of D2 I just kind of answered that Uh, Ectorpus if Bungie partners with Microsoft would that mean they would have more dedicated servers to run on It's it's possible that partnering with Microsoft that's my theory that could be leading to an engine build for the next game by Microsoft, the same way that Vicarious Visions ported Destiny to PC. They could have a, a, and then that led to a development partner. Microsoft could be building the core elements in the engine and all that for D3 right now, and then they could be a great development partner launched with, and then they could be creating it to have automatic streamlined infrastructure with Microsoft's dedicated servers. Um, that is all theory, but I, I have a, I have a hunch that's something that could be going on in the background. And I don't have any inside information that just seems like something that that they could be doing because that would help them land Destiny 2 smoothly and launch Destiny 3 strongly. My name is Nerf. 
given LS's history, Luke Smith's history as a WoW player, do you think his quote is a direct reference to the idea that Darkness and Veil will uh, have a parody with the Burning Legion? Yeah, we've already kind of said that we think that's what's going on. Uh, Whitlow. If the Doritos are coming in the fall, then does that mean Destiny 3 will be an age of the fall of the Guardians? Again, there's no way for me to know this. You guys, Some of you, I think, are just kind of wanting to speculate and you take your speculation and you put it in the form of a question. <laughs> like, we don't really know. If they add Prison of Elders in the Dreadnought with September update, would that buy them enough time to make D3? Yeah, again, th- I don't I don't know if that would be enough. That's only one more year, right? That's just a springboard for another year of Destiny. I don't know if that's enough time. I don't think Destiny 3 would land in 2021. I've, I've, I've said 2022 or further. Joker. With the you're not prepared tweet, do you think that we will get a raid even bigger and better than Last Wish? I cannot see them giving us a better and bigger raid than Last Wish. Now, loot will be better, but I think Last Wish is about the biggest raid you're going to get in Destiny 2. Um... You know, I, I, I think that's about the biggest you're going to get. We might have had a little stream hiccup there. Probably no drop frames, but my computer did something. It did like a real quick download and uh, it lowered my bit rate. I'm not sure what's happening. Um, so last wish was just enormous. I, I can't see them. I can't see them getting away with anything bigger than that. Um, and that was a phenomenal. That was a phenomenal raid, you know. Uh, Stormcrow with four months. Always love the stream. You're an excellent voice for the SC community. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Um, so, bigger and better? Mm, probably not. I would I would actually p- wager to say Garden of Salvation is probably the new the new sort of uh, size standard for the yearly raid. To play Devil's Advocate, it's a vague topic, so it'll lead to vague questions. Well, you're not really playing devil's advocate. I'm just kind of telling people why I'm gliding over their question. I'm not telling you to not ask a question like that. I'm just kind of explaining why I kind of glide over them. I tend to not want to get bogged down to like, what do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen? What do you want to happen? What weapons do you want to come back? I'm just letting people know why I kind of glide over those style of questions. I get why we're getting them. I'm not getting mad at anybody. I'm just kind of saying like, these aren't the kind of questions I can kind of answer. Uh... If D3 is built on the new Halo engine, do you think Bungie will have some kind of exclusives for Xbox? I do not think, based on what Microsoft has communicated about exclusivity and what Bungie has communicated about exclusivity, I do not think we're going back down that road again. Even if they are in some sort of a partnership with Microsoft, I don't foresee that leading to Microsoft exclusives. Small, peculiar. Do you think Shadowkeep was more like Rise of Iron than anything? A skeleton crew expansion meant to buy the main dev team time. I've actually made a lot of comparisons with Shadowkeep to Rise of Iron in in the theme and the size. Yes, I actually have have not necessarily connected the dots that you're connecting. I have said that I feel like this is a skeleton crew year. This is this is a get by year. This is a survival year. And what you're saying kind of adds some meat to that argument. Like, yeah, Shadowkeep was kind of a, we already had the moon, we were saving it for something else, or, you know, a lot of repurposed stuff, um, a lot of existing elements were used. You know, I thought Shadowkeep was excellent, but I definitely could see that being the the Rise of Iron expansion to kind of get people by. By the way, I love that feature in OBS that I'm using now. The dynamic bitrate. 
something happened my computer did something in the background I want to make sure that Windows Update didn't like turn itself on it loves to do that and ordinarily we would have dropped a bunch of frames and it would have caused a bunch of problems but it just lowered my bitrate to like 4500 and then slowly climbed back up now we're back up to a 7k bitrate and nothing happened to the stream that, that feature is awesome <laughs> that's great uh Avin J. Bungie's CEO, Pete Parsons, recently went on record saying that they have a specific path to transition Destiny by 2025. What do you think this means relative to the timing of D3? What do you mean transition? Oh, transform Destiny. They have a specific path to transform Destiny by 2025? I think it means um... I think it means exactly what I've been trying to drive at. That I don't think they broke up with Activision to just plant their flag in Destiny 2 for forever. I think they wanted the franchise because they know it's a powerful, powerful franchise. And they want to do far more with it than just plant their flag in D2. Can we get... Avin J, if you're here, can you get us a link to that article? I want to read that quote in context. That's an interesting quote. Sorry, I changed the song. I don't like when there's a lot of singing during the uh, the Q and A. I apologize. The Chill Hop playlist um, is available. You know what? I might be able to go back and get you the name of the song. Give me one second. There you go. I'm gonna use the song command now in chat, and the name of the song. There you go. Master of the Sun by ADMB. There you go. I I, I don't like having that kind of singing. And there you go. Wheezy has the link. Wheezy, can maybe you just... Yeah, put people are putting it in chat now. It looks like it's an article on Inverse. Uh, Bungie, new game, not Destiny 3, 2025. There you go. I, I would, I would want to see what the exact quote is. If somebody can grab a larger quote from that article about what exactly he says with they have a specific path to transform destiny by 2025 um i i want to know is he literally saying that like the game will be transformed by then i don't know on his twitter he recently said recently said we know what it is and stirred some speculation In an interview with IGN, Bungie CEO Pete Parsons revealed Bungie's ambitions to be more than a game studio. Our vision ultimately through 2025 is to become one of the world's best entertainment companies. Parsons said, we need to build our publishing group, but part of our vision is also to become a multi-franchise entertainment company. Um... At this very moment, Guardians are starting to wake up in the new era for Destiny 2. Destiny 2 Shadowkeep, the newest expansion to the MMO loot shooter, is eminent, but developer studio Bungie is already looking toward the future with possible new game by 2025. In an interview with IGN, he revealed that Bungie's ambitions are to be more than a game studio. Our vision through 2025 is to become one of the entertainment companies. Yeah, well, where's the part where he said, we have a specific path to transform Destiny by 2025? Where is that quote? Because that's him just talking about they want to do more than Destiny. They want to be an entertainment company. I, that, I don't. I don't see the quote that this that Avin J is uh, is quoting. That's not in there. Okay. That's why I'm always very hesitant to like take something like this and say that it's verbatim. I want to see the actual quote, and that doesn't seem like this is a this is a this is a quote that exists. 
It's originally from IGN article back in 2019, so it's not a recent quote. Yeah, I mean, this is the, he's saying this as recently. He recently said this. Parsons told IGN that this is all something Bungie wants to accomplish by 2025 and that there's a pretty specific path for the company. So by 2025, we have a specific path to make sure we transform Destiny and that we have other franchises within the marketplace. Okay, so yeah, he did kind of say that. Um, oh, here we go. Games Radar article. Bungie will launch other franchises and totally transform Destiny by 2025. There you go. Okay, so if this game is going to be totally transformed by 2025, I don't think that's happening in this engine. I do not think, and I said 2025, seven, what would we say, seven years, six years, or whatever we said, that 2025 was like the furthest out it had seemed that they had planned based on the dry race board. So now he's saying that, backing our prediction that like 2025 was the furthest out we knew they had kind of specced and planned to do anything. 2025 there is no there is just no way i just it's impossible for me to believe that this director this engine this game for five more years i don't buy it i i I don't buy it destiny 3 has to happen with a new engine that's 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 bonkers to me that is bonkers Again, unless there's some sort of magical backflip magic wand they waved over Tiger Engine and they know what they can do on the new gen, like the new gen consoles to to carry to do something with this, I, I don't know. That seems crazy. I ended my my video. I ended my video by saying this engine is too limiting, too old, and too full. I did five years? Something bigger is coming. There, the, 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 a, a, another game, a Destiny 3, has got to be in the cards. It has to be. And again, unless there's some sort of insane restructuring they were able to do with this game and engine to give them the flexibility, agility, and high fidelity that you would want. What about Matter? That's the other game they're wanting to launch. That's something separate. Slipknot. With the pyramids approaching, what do we think can happen in Destiny after we beat the darkness? Aren't they the biggest threat? How can the story progress if we do indeed defeat the darkness this early? We don't even know if we're going to defeat them. They may change everything. They may take us somewhere. They may may prolong the war. I don't know. Who's to say we're going to beat them? Fresh out of Folsom. With so many quality of life updates just being overlooked, you think Bungie could be saving things for an Age of Triumph like update, maybe a season of Triumph. It's possible for Bungie to bring us another Triumph. We've already speculated that there's probably an Age of Triumph on the on the horizon at some point. Um, load times and bandwidth limitations make it uh, alone make it impossible to stay on Tiger. If you read into it, I think he's saying they have a plan to transform Destiny and release a new IP later. Like Destiny is going to continue to change, and they're going to be releasing a new IP soon. Yeah, but transform Destiny by 2025. The quote is saying they want to transform Destiny and have other franchises by 2025. So the Destiny transformation could come before 2025. Well, right. Because that'd be a new game launch in what? 2022, 2023. That's what I've been saying. 2022, 2023 for a new game launch. That means by the time you get to 2025, Destiny's been completely transformed. It even happened before, you would even say that it happened before 2025. I don't know. That's a, that's a weird, that's a weird way to phrase it as if like, oh, Destiny will be completely transformed and then what done in 2022. I don't know. Again, 
Parsons comments combined with them breaking from Activision I don't see them breaking with Activision and going through all of that just to live in D2 for a couple more years and then be done um Bungie has been save, uh, teasing Savathun and Forsaken in the Pyramids and Shadowkeep and Bungie bring uh, could Bungie bring Savathun and the Darkness together in September again this is just like we, we think that might be something that could happen just total speculation I'm just going to keep gliding over those questions I don't want to spend a ton of time on just it's just not very substantive to keep speculating about that we've done that a lot uh, Pandemic compared to other games like Bethesda Dice Treyarch Bungie is very transparent and tells us a lot, which par- players take for granted. Yes, they do. Do you think Bungie should keep quiet about certain changes so people don't whine so much? No, I, I think keep being transparent, keep talking to us, and people whining on on Reddit and Twitter is again just a sign of health. It means people are invested and they care. Complaining and angry players are better than apathetic, non-existent players. Kinematic Echo. For D3, do you think the same model of short campaign, few strikes in a raid is enough? Does that model need to develop and how we get content and how replayable it is? I think you're going to see a, a continued metamorphosis of more seasonal, more rhythmic... Um, how do I want to say this? It's more rocks and less boulders, right? We're They're trying to build really, really strong, stable, consistent stuff to do in player base. And I think they're going to do that with more rocks and less boulders. A big, huge boulder of like a boom, here's a story. Boom, here's a new area to go. Boom. And then they try and ripple out from that. I, I think they're going to continue to see those boulders get smaller. So like shadow keeps less of a boulder and then rocks coming after. I think that's the live service format they're going for. Now, I don't think the substance of year three is what I'm getting at. What I'm getting at is from a philosophical sort of logistical framework, they're going to say more rocks, less boulders, because lots of really, really good polished rocks would be more enjoyable than a boulder and then a bunch of pebbles. Like right now, that's kind of what it feels like. We get a boulder and then pebbles. And it's like, eh. You make the boulder smaller, and then the stones can be bigger that follow it. That's more polished. That feels more stable and more mm, rhythmically enjoyed by a larger portion of the player base. If, if, I'm, if I'm making sense with my image that I'm painting. Sir Phoenix. When they, when they said that about weapons, we'll start getting sunset after 12 mo- months. Do you think that indicates D3 is at least uh, years away? I used that argument in my sunsetting video. I said that there is literally no reason for them to institute sunsetting in September of 2020 if D3 is right around the corner. So yeah, I completely agree that sunsetting at least gives us an indication that D3 won't land in 2021. You wouldn't need sunsetting if that were the case. Sunsetting is a standard to get us to at the very least 2022, if not again beyond. Shadowfire. Knowing that Luke isn't prone to fits of hyperbole, don't you think he would have been pretty quick to temper expectations if he unintentionally tweeted something that got players overhyped? This is precisely part of my argumentation about he doesn't tweet often and this wasn't accidental. JD Gamer. Hey Lono, with trials having lots of issues, do you think that we could see low card farming still with people farming bounties and repeatable bounties on the lower card? I don't know. I mean, anything's possible. The community is always going to take the path of least resistance, so that could still be something that happens next season. Um, Should we be looking at Luke's tweet through a bit of marketing lens? I mean, I guess if you want to. Hey, Lono, do you think that we should go back to the D1 weapon system? I feel like the current system, while slightly better, is still restrictive and allows for more cheese loadouts compared to D1. 
I have argued time and time again, my homie, that we need to go back to a true primary, secondary, and heavy system and bring back the true elemental primaries. Well, elemental primaries will trivialize content. Really? Does osmosis as a perk trivialize content? No, it doesn't. Stop saying that. It won't trivialize content. It's better. I know people don't think it's better, but believe me, it's better. Well, I want to run double primary. Okay, well, I'm sorry. You could still run double primary if we went back to a true primary, secondary, heavy result and two true elemental primaries. I, I just, there. I think that there's so many things that we benefit from that. I do think we'll never get it. They're not going back. I don't think they're going to get back. Uh, the only thing they might let us do is take like your... Um, your spare rations and move it into the energy slot or an energy primary move it into the primary slot to give you a little bit more freedom in your loadouts but I feel like they like that I feel like they like that you feel that pain of like well I need to get a good kinetic shotgun or sniper now or something I don't know I think Bungie enjoys that that restrictive pain that's there subnet senpai is getting the Izanagi still worth it for players coming back to the game, or was the nerf so drastic that having something like the Whisper or Xenophage would suffice? No, Nagi's is still stupid, strong, and helpful in a lot of content. Lots of people still use it. Legacy. You think Sony is going to sit and watch while Xbox and uh, uh, is trying to innovate? People at Sony will compete too. xCloud for Xbox, PS Now for PlayStation. Uh, it's not like they are blind. So this was an argument we had before Q&A. I'll just say Microsoft's done a lot more and just watch the next five to ten years. Uh, I am Skolas. Do you still believe we get Savathun this fall? I, I I hope so. I'd love for her to come back. I would love the, dread, the Dreadnought to come back. Do you think Luke's recent comment gives partial credence, especially since the ships are a lot closer than anyone was expecting? This doesn't this question doesn't make any sense. We know the ships are coming. I mean, I, I, I think he's hinting that more is coming, but would Destiny benefit from a literal content break? The game's been going non-stop for six years. Do we need a year off? That uh, doesn't seem necessary. It doesn't seem necessary. And I think that they can do like skeleton crew live service stuff when that when the time comes for them to need to do what you're kind of saying they need to do. Um, but I don't I don't think that that would work very well. I don't know. Hockey Dan. Do you think the community is hoping for too much this fall? Will this lead to disappointment no matter what Bungie reveals? Well, I mean, this kind of a question is kind of a you're you're wanting me to predict are we hoping too much and will people be disappointed? I mean, yeah, that kind of happens with literally every video game in existence. So, I, with the exception of some stellar single player games, like <laughs> Why not have the elemental core system where you can get an elemental core from enemies and have shields of the same type and allow a one-time core infusion? Yeah, I mean, why do we need a new system? <laughs> we don't need a new system. We don't need Bungie to develop a new system and a new drop and a new currency. Just bring back true elemental primaries. Kamikaze. With sunsetting coming in September, we assume. No, 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 no. We don't assume. It's coming in September. I'm fairly certain he said they plan to implement this in the year four. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm jumping the gun. Maybe I misread the director's cut, but I'm fairly certain it's cu- he, he made sure to let us know like this is coming. What are the odds they sunset all pre-Shadow Keep weapons? I think they will. Okay. If sunsetting lands in September, they're going to sunset year one. And then the next season, they will sunset season to season. They're going to slowly do this. Okay. Now... Do they want to immediately be like, oh, you're 12 months 
past season of dawn that stuff is sunset i don't know i feel like they're gonna piecemeal it because people are already upset about it but i don't think they're gonna be like yeah boom everything gets hit so ackleson do you take the we are not ready to be on the story or the potential update 3.0 with the overhaul? I've already answered this question enough on what I think he's referring to. Uh, I literally answered it in the video, and this is a late question. You might not have been here for the video. So if you want a better answer to that, my entire video is essentially like what I think he's driving at. And I use Paul Tassi's article to kind of highlight that. White Flame. If D2 gets enhanced for next gen and there's being no way to cheat on there, how much do you think that will the PC population will take a hit? big hit if Bungie cannot give lots we need way more confidence in PC being protected from cheaters if they can't do that September and the new consoles will be the beginning of a big big drop in PvP on PC a big drop a lot of people will leave they'll be like I can get rock solid 60 it looks beautiful runs fast load times are great a lot of people might not even have SSDs in their in their gaming rig so their load times would be better um so dancing Viru since the current seasons are pointing at the pyramids do you think that's what Luke Smith meant when he was saying they refocus their bandwidth to maintain D2 is the pyramid fleet already happening in D2 I don't understand your question do you think that if they added matchmaking and Seraph Towers and rotate each day, the season would have felt bland? Now we feel power up to two towers instead of one now? Man, what is happening with the questions? These questions don't make any sense. Why would it feel bland if we could actually have better quality of life with matchmaking and a rotated one to focus on? Oh, wouldn't feel bland. Well, the, the blandness isn't in relation to this. This question doesn't make any sense. The blandness is in relation to the fact that, like, there's not a lot of guns to chase, the chasing of the guns is not that great, and the content's not that great. Sure, quality of life improvements to the Seraph Towers would have been nice, but that's not going to take care of how bland it feels. If it's bland, it's bland. You better matchmaking. You better quality of life. But the guns and the grind for the guns and the content itself is still poor. You're talking about quality of life logistics. You're not talking about substance. Do you see what I'm saying? Five gifted subs from Speed Razor. Thank you. I appreciate that very, very much. All easy. Since the biggest secret the community knew is confirmed that Destiny 2 for next-gen consoles, when do you think the current-gen consoles will get their Rise of Iron moment? Uh, September of 2021. I, well, maybe not. I don't know. I know eventually they're going to have to leave behind old-gen, and that's what they did with Rise of Iron. It all depends on console saturation. How many people shift over? the Destiny community will probably switch and then the real kicker could be like okay how many of the Destiny community will switch also for the improvement in performance like don't underestimate that I think that if they promote an increase in performance for PS5 and Xbox Series X Destiny, Destiny players will switch in droves They'll switch in droves. Don't worry about it, Wheezy. Somebody probably already took care of it. And then that would empower Bungie to do the Rise of Iron Switch, where, hey, DLC 2021, you can't get it on the old consoles. 
Oh, hey, it's Kama. What kind of quality of life improvements would you predict to see in year four? Uh, skipping. Do you think that the current leaks about September content is true? No, I already answered the leak question earlier. I don't think that any of it's true. I think people are just shooting in the dark and will claim they were right when they get a couple things right. Like, oh, the, the pyramid ships are coming? Oh my, you sage prophet. How did you figure that out? Do you think that this fall DLC will have some tweaks and possibly some customization option for your subclass slightly closer to D1? I have no way to make that guess or prediction. How do you feel about the new Darkness Hunter class or subclass this fall? Again, a Darkness subclass has been predicted for an eternity. I don't see that happening in D2. If it does, I will be one of the people that's just blown away. I, I would be so surprised if they did that. Uh, Oodle again. If we go in the direction of an MMO, do you foresee a monthly subscription model? No. Too many console players that would reject a subscription model. Do you think that Luke Smith said we're not prepared because no one does the Seraph Towers? Absolutely not. It was a World of Warcraft reference. Why do you think Bungie hasn't hired more employees to help produce seasonal content at a faster and higher level? I don't work there. I don't know who they're hiring or how many they're hiring. We have no idea as to what they could bring, uh, but, uh... But do you think that that could come as content is due to Luke's missing? You're not ready. We have no idea as to what they could bring, but what do you think would come as content due to Luke Smith saying you're not ready? Again, I'm not going to make predictions on the content. Uh, Joker, do you think year four is preparing for Destiny 3? I have, that's just too generic. On the famous whiteboard in the vid doc, season 10 is labeled, and the mods, can, can the mods stop deleting questions that are behind me? That's not helpful. So if you're going above line 59 or question 57 and you're deleting questions, you're jumping it around. Only delete questions that are ahead of me, please. When you delete questions that are behind me, you're, you're, mo- you're moving stuff. We don't need to dele- delete questions I've already scrolled past. I appreciate your attempt to help me, but you're moving stuff around on me. Um... On the famous whiteboard in the vid doc, season 10 is labeled as seen and season level is labeled as deleted. Does this tell us what Bungie had in mind for worthy? Just setting the scene and hints towards something being deleted this summer. Well, yeah, I mean, people are theorizing like the Titan's going to be deleted and all this other stuff. I don't think anything's getting deleted from the game. I think they're going to restructure, terraform, takenify, nightmareify, upside downify planet strikes or, or, or enemies or something galaxy sorry we get caught up in criticism and speculation what I really like to know is what if what uh, if what's coming gets you excited as gamer streamer ETC and did did the we're not prepared tweet hype you up or peek you up in a certain way well I was excited because it was Luke Smith Luke Smith does not tweet that often he doesn't talk to us that often it coming from him is what got me excited remorse do you see a slow year for Destiny in the near future? Not slow in the context of the community with the seasons. Uh, slow as in TTK Rise of Iron. Again, I have no way to make that prediction. Do we think we need a few IA to generic and low eagle? Do you believe Luke has been waiting for a chance to make this kind of statement on a big stage? Or was it spur of the moment? I mean, they could be getting creative because they can't have like an E3 moment. And so he's going to kind of like throw out the spark I mean they think of the timing he did it in May you throw out the spark everybody goes crazy R- articles are written videos are made reddit posts are made people analyze oh what about World of Warcraft when did this quote happen what was that DLC like and then that sets the stage for E3 well there is no E3 so maybe they're going to do their own big reveal this summer after the summer season launches we will not hear about September until after the summer season launches. So the summer season is going to launch in June. I would expect I would expect like a late June marketing push for 
September. So, yeah, and if you're going to pick somebody to turn into a lightning rod, you're going to pick the guy that streamed Destiny the most, right? You know, that's who you're going to pick. Like, it just felt kind of intentional. Like, throw out the spark, get everybody going up crazy, and then in the summer, they do their big push. If they do a big push for September for marketing, it won't start until mid, mid, mid-June mid or later. They're going to let the new summer season start before they do that. They don't take eyes off of what's next. They never do that. It's boom. Here's the summer season. Buy it. Awesome. It's exciting. They'll do a couple twabs, some kickoff events to make the summer season exciting and fun. And then near the end of June, they'll be like, this is what's next. That's 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 what I would say. Trailers will start jo- you know dropping and streams will start happening probably. If if in fact they can start working uh, back in the studio again, I would think late June, early July, they, you know, certain cities will be able to start uh, working in their in their offices again. Um, we have all of May for people to stop being stupid and putting masks on and helping. Um, I. It, mini rant I get that you we want the you know businesses in the economy to get going again but going to the beach and the park isn't helping the economy quit being stupid do you think that sunsetting exotic armor pieces might be necessary with how many bugs that exist that are breaking endgame content and are getting disabled not to mention the fact that they're stretching bandwidth to fix them I would not be surprised I would not be surprised if sunsetting starts to hit exotics but they they, they want to get sunsetting out of the gate first I don't think they're going to start touching exotics but eventually I would say that yes weapons and exotic armor exotic weapons and armor will eventually need to have like some sunset and I've, I've been constantly saying that about sleeper I would rather have sleeper be sunset right now I would love right I would love that the 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 sleeper right now be sunset so I couldn't take it into whatever new raid is on the horizon okay but I could still use it when it's when it would be fun I could have used it in reckoning today when we were grinding reckoning but sleeper doesn't get used I would use the same argument about exotic armor I'd rather really really cool exotic armor come out not have to get nerfed and get sunset and then I could still use it in 90% of the content so that's that is that is my argument for sunsetting exotics because so many exotics just sit and don't get touched now. So hashtag wake the sleeper. That's right. Um, that's going to be enough questions because the questions now just kind of get like slammed in. Um, I'll do these next two and then we're done. Porting games to a new engine isn't isn't unheard of. Dota 2 went from Source 1 to 2. Could you explain why you are skeptical about this happening to Destiny? I'm not skeptical about it happening. I think it needs to happen. I think Destiny 3 would need to be in a new engine. Oh, you think why am I skeptical about Destiny 2? Destiny 2 is too large. It's way too large. It think about it like this. The amount of work it would take to port Destiny 2 to a new engine, why not just do that? it to destiny 3 you know what i'm saying why not just do that destiny 3 so and we already read the tweet thank you for coming here and telling us we already read the tweet that dylan confirmed that destiny 2 will be on next gen consoles um if the story for september leads on from the summer season could we expect the september reveal to be later than last year so nothing is spoiled no bungie knows how to be very, very uh they can be very like teasy about it they don't have to show us everything right 
Isn't Source going from Source 1 to 2 just an upgraded engine, not an engine switch? We're talking about leaving behind an ancient engine that is literally built from the ground up. Like, Destiny's built from the ground up in Tiger. It's not like going from Source 1 to Source 2. I don't think that's a fair comparison either. That, 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 that's, that's like engine to engine, but they're, same, they're, but they're similar engines. Um... Yeah, I'm not going to do the next question. The next question is something that we've already talked about, about going back to the D1 weapon system. I literally answered that just moments ago. You might not have been here. So uh, don't go anywhere. If you're here live, we're going to keep on talking. We can keep on going back and forth, debating and vibing. It's been a really spicy day. We've debated about the new consoles. We've debated about Destiny. If you've enjoyed your stay, don't forget to click follow. That's a free and easy way to support what I do. The little heart button and then turning on notifications is a great way to support my stream and show up every day. I appreciate those of you that have done that. If you are listening elsewhere and you're not here live, please like, share, and subscribe.